Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Tribune Audio Network. I have nothing nice to say about the doctors we've met because they didn't want to care for our child. They didn't want to spend any time for her. When Caitlin Little suffered a traumatic brain injury in October of 2017, neither her family nor any of the doctors she saw had any idea they'd still be dealing with it 18 months later. But the doctors working with her now know that their time to fix her is limited. Are we racing against the clock? Sure, I think it's definitely good that you guys reached out you know, now rather than two years from now. Not every doctor she's seen, though, buys into Caitlin's story. Maybe she doesn't really have a TBI. That's what a couple of doctors told them. Doctors at some of the country's most respected hospitals. You know, the kind of places that people will fly across the country so they can be treated there. Caitlin's parents, Chris and Jennifer Little, are very bright, involved parents, but they're just like the rest of us. They're not trained physicians. So when some of those doctors strongly suggested that Caitlin may not really have an issue. It was the first time we started doubting. Is Caitlin faking this? Is Caitlin tricking us? From the Tribune Audio Network, I'm Fox 8's Bob Buckley. And this is Caitlin Can't Remember. Caitlin Little looks like she was cut out of a running textbook. She's about five foot four, just over 100 pounds, and every time she runs, she glides with the smile of someone who is exactly where she belongs. Look good, Caitlin. Her ponytail bouncing on the back of her neck as she goes. It was warm but overcast on October 12th of 2017. At five o'clock that afternoon, it was 70 degrees and the rain was still a few hours off. Kristen Hogan is on the cross-country team at Southeast Guilford High and a good friend of Caitlin's older sister. Kristen is right next to Caitlin when it happened and saw it all. I did, yeah. We, we were up on the soccer fields doing 400s and um, another girl and a guy were messing around a little bit and he pushed her and she tripped, I guess, on a hole. And when she fell, I moved out of the way and she ended up hitting Caitlin right in the temple on the side. She actually finished the lap. We thought she was fine. And then it wasn't until, we had to do 10 that day and we were probably on number four. And she started the fifth one and we all were going and we get back and realize she's not with us anymore and we're looking around. She wasn't even on the soccer fields anymore. The coach sent her to see the trainer. The trainer looked at her and diagnosed her the way that just about any trainer would. She had a concussion. It didn't seem too serious, since by all accounts, Caitlin didn't pass out. She just took a knock to the head. But Caitlin's mom, Jennifer, felt that she needed more help. After all, Jennifer sees it. She's with Caitlin almost all day. She didn't get a sense of urgency, though, from the physicians. They did what they've always done for any other patient. 
you know, just do the tip, but this was never the typical concussion reaction. It never was, and I couldn't get anybody to listen to that. I'm just a mama overreacting, and my gut told me there was more. A few weeks rest should do the trick. That was the diagnosis. A neurologist in their hometown said that the research shows three weeks or so heals most concussions. We passed that three-week point, nothing had changed. That's Jennifer. She told the doctor that she wanted some scans. And so he said, fine, you know, they won't find anything, but I'll, I'll sign you up for that. So November 14th, we did an EEG. It came back normal. I said, okay, well, what else can we do? I mean, something, she isn't getting better. Her memories weren't 30 minutes at that point. So they took Caitlin down the road a bit to another hospital, one with a strong regional, if not national, reputation. There, they saw a neurosurgeon. I said, well, doctor, what's your opinion? He said, well, I don't really know. I said, well, what can we do? He said, well, all I could really do is do some surgery and see what's going on in there. He's a surgeon, yeah. right? He's a surgeon. That's what he does. So that's reasonable from his perspective. That's Chris Little, Caitlin's dad, telling me about the frustration that he and Jennifer felt when they began to realize that there weren't many answers in the medical community. That neurosurgeon at the big hospital said pretty much what all of the doctors had. And his suggestion was, you know, it could take 6 to 12 months, but he f expected a full recovery, that her memory would continue to improve. With no intervention. No intervention, just resting. We asked him about you know, any medication that might help and he said very wisely that in his experience he'd never seen any drug help anybody remember faster or get better faster. So Which we did appreciate. He did right. not want to drug her we where others did. And there was some improvement. At first, Caitlin couldn't remember something that happened two minutes ago. But her brain kept resetting overnight. She woke up each day with no memory of the day before, so six months after the accident, Jennifer took her back to the hospital where she saw the neurosurgeon to get an evaluation on how well Caitlin's brain was functioning. Caitlin, by April, her memory was lasting almost a whole day, and they were going to do all of her evaluation in one day. I said, well, how are you going to see her memory loss if you do everything in one day? Well, this is how we do it. Have you ever seen anybody that has memory loss? No. I'm requesting two testings. Oh, we just can't possibly do that. So they tested Caitlin all in one day. She had above average IQ. She did well on this. She did well on that. They couldn't find anything. She's fine. She needed cognitive therapy and that would fix her. By this point, Chris and Jennifer were getting desperate. They needed some kind of answer, so they said, okay, let's see if Caitlin is simply traumatized. Let's take her to a psychologist, someone who specializes in post-traumatic stress disorder. And she said, there's, there's nothing we can do to fix this. This is a brain injury. Right. Um, she said, Caitlin only speaks in the present tense. She doesn't talk about the future or the past. So this is not, you know, these are not signs that the child has any control over what she, this is not psychological. This is just what the brain can do right now. So we did not continue with any therapy. That's not gonna help right now. According to the psychologist, she is choosing to do this. What really threw them for a loop was when they took Caitlin to the preeminent research and teaching hospital in the Southeast. If they were going to get an answer, they had to be able to get it here. And they couldn't believe what they say happened when they got there. 
uh, if I remember correctly, the doctor never examined Caitlin? Never did. To the best of my knowledge, they never got the uh, imaging data from the MRI or the EEG. And the lady uh, sat down and <laughs> told us, um, well, in my medical opinion, Caitlin just doesn't want to remember. So... She told us to drop her back off at high school and right. she would figure it just out. Just throw her back in. I said, well, doctor, what do you base this opinion on? And um, she said, if I remember correctly, if you don't like my opinion, you can go somewhere else. It was the first time we started doubting. Is Caitlin faking this? Is Caitlin tricking us? Is she, did we miss something? And that was a horrible feeling because all we wanted to do was get her better and now we're having these second thoughts and setting up sort of test for her to see is somehow, is she doing this? Is she in control of this? It was then that the Littles realized they may be on their own. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Meanwhile, life went on. Caitlin's sister and brothers went about their routines. Her parents kept working. But because of what a couple of the doctors said, a seed was planted in her dad's mind. I was willing to entertain the notion, well, maybe she just doesn't want to remember or she isn't remembering. So I kind of set up little tests. I would uh, misplace things to see if she would remember where they were. I would talk to her about things and then ask her about them later. Do anything I could because I hoped there was somehow some way that this was um, something that she had control of because that would have been the best outcome because we can fix that yeah. uh, but I never in the last 15 months have ever seen her remember anything from a prior day not even one time and faking her memory loss would be something completely out of character for Caitlin who's now 16 I know I got hit I don't know who hit me or what hit me. Or... The first time we sat down with her parents to talk about all this, Caitlin is on the sofa next to them, and her mom wants to demonstrate how this all seems to her. How long ago was your accident? In your mind, what's it feel like? I can't pinpoint an actual day, right. but it does not, <laughs> no way, does it feel like a week. That's how it is when every day for a year and a half, you wake up thinking it's October 13th, 2017. A year and a half of doctors saying, just give it time. Caitlin's dad, Chris, had a sense of urgency that he says few of the doctors ever had. The, the neurologist um, ranged from, you know, mildly interested, you know, this is just another case for them and uh, their expectation is what's in the books. The books say, well, 90% of these resolve themselves in three weeks or three months. You know, and if it goes on three to six months, then it's going to take a long time. We'll just have to wait. But you can't just wait when it's your child or your wife. 
or a, a loved family member, just wait isn't going to cut it, especially if there are, um, is some critical period where if you had acted within the first three weeks or the first three months or the first six months, you could have had a, a better outcome. All right, so this is a hyperbaric oxygen chamber, like a big bounce house. Chris Little takes us into the work building that he has back outside their home. It's a tall building, a metal structure, almost half as big as their house. It makes sense to have it, though, since Chris is a one-man construction company. He can build or fix just about anything. And in his shop, he has a hyperbaric chamber. When you do hyperbaric oxygen, it squeezes the oxygen molecule much smaller, and it can squeeze the oxygen into your blood plasma, so you can get a whole lot more oxygen than you ever would just by doing yoga. Uh, one thing that turned us on to this is that concussion is a really, really big deal for the sports stars now. And one of the things that we find that they're doing when they get injured, head injuries or whatnot, is hyperbaric oxygen. So if it's good enough for a million-dollar football player, it's good enough for you. At least once a week, often twice, he takes Caitlin down to the workshop for a session. Looks cozy. It is really, really nice. Just like getting in a bounce house. Pretend you're four years old. The chamber is a heavy white canvas, about eight feet long, in the shape of a tube. It's got a pressure gauge, and it has dual controls here and here, so that you can uh, adjust the, uh, the rate at which the pressure increases or decreases. You do have a blanket in case you get a chill. The tube is big enough that Caitlin can sit up inside and write in her journal for the hour or so that she's in there. <laughs> what do I do with the mask? Uh, you can just put it on. Just like a nebulizer. They've been using the hyperbaric chamber for four months now. Every time she gets in, it's the first time for her. She spends about an hour in there each time. All right, you can take the mask off and come on out. For Caitlin, it's a bit of a game. I was very concerned at first because I didn't know he was going to inflate it. <laughs> but everyone involved in her life knows that this situation is as serious as it gets. On a Tuesday afternoon, Caitlin is going through pictures on her phone. It's the way that she remembers a lot of things, seeing pictures with a timestamp on them. This is a picture of Dr. McIntyre, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. The new doctor who's helping us. Caitlin has an appointment with Dr. McIntyre today. He's a chiropractor who specializes in the upper cervical region of the neck. All right. Well... Let's start by going through a few things that I'm going to be looking for with you. Chad McIntyre is tall and slim, and he looks to make his patients feel comfortable with not just him, but his philosophy. He likes to use a quote that he attributes to the Harvard Medical School that says, When the brain stem is functioning at 100%, it is capable of healing any disease known to man. What we're looking for is a very specific misalignment in the upper neck that affects her brain stem and throws her body out of its structural balance. The head and neck are foundational to the body, so if the head and neck shift out of balance, everything else compensates for it. We're looking for those two things, and then we take x-rays to identify the misalignment in the upper neck, almost down to the nearest millimeter in degree. It's like a three-comment. That alone leaves Jennifer wondering what they've been doing up until now. Of all the expensive things we've done, no one x-rayed the child. Hold that position there for another five seconds. And when Dr. McIntyre does x-rays... And relax your head. Even he is surprised by what he finds. Quite frankly, it's, it's one of the bigger misalignments I've ever seen. The, av the average misalignment is if you measure it down to millimeters, the average misalignment is about two to two and a half millimeters. Hers measures at seven and a half millimeters. 
So, I mean, it is, if you want to think of it in the classic garden hose kind of analogy, then that sucker is kinked. So, you know, we've essentially, we've got to alleviate that tension off the nerve fibers in the brainstem and get your head on straight so blood can flow normally, things can work normally, muscles can work together the way they're supposed to instead of this state that they're in right now where everything's fighting each other. You know, if we want to just put it very simply in layman's terms, it is wickedly shifted. It is, which, you know, given the circumstances, it's not shocking. But it's nevertheless, that we're taking 16 months to find this. That's what's making me mad. You know, we kept telling every neurologist something's not right. Oh, she's fine. But just like every other doctor that Caitlin has seen, Dr. McIntyre is working in uncharted territory. You can't see too many cases like this, I would think. Nope. How, how rare is her case? Her case is amongst the most rare that, uh, that I think you could see in, in my profession or any that deals with the neurologic system. Uh, the memory loss especially, that's the type of thing you hear about in a movie. I, I could call 100 colleagues and no one would have ever seen a case exactly like hers. As we talk after his first visit with Caitlin, Dr. McIntyre doesn't promise he can get her memory back, but he does believe that he can do things to significantly improve her situation. I go into every case optimistic until I have reason not to be. And, you know, I try to stress to the people that I work with that we're not making any guarantees as to what we're going to see in reaction to this, because the God's honest truth is we really don't know. But we're going to go into it logically looking at the situation, knowing that this is a piece of the puzzle. I won't be able to figure out the entire puzzle, but I think what we're doing is going to be a big piece of it. Caitlin's parents understand that and are happy to finally feel as if they're moving forward. We hope that we're in uncharted territory. There are so few cases like this that it's, uh, there's not a large body of research to say, oh, well, if you do this, then that will happen. Dr. McIntyre's first big goal is to reset the alignment in Caitlin's upper neck to do two things. First, restore full blood flow to her brain. Clearly, there's a blood flow issue. She's not getting blood supply to that part of her brain the way that it should be. That it should be. And there's a neurologic issue with, with there too, because she doesn't even have certain basic reflexes down below that point. You're dealing with a structural matter as well, so it's a triple whammy. You've got decreased blood flow to the brain. You've got a neurologic deficit. You've got a structural problem that's creating consistent tension. That would go a long way to explaining the migraines Caitlin has pretty much every day. The other thing he wants to do by realigning the top bones in her neck is allow her brainstem and spinal cord to do its work. It's not about the bones themselves. It's really about what's inside there. And if the brainstem is compromised, it's the hub of the entire nervous system. It acts like a cell tower and a phone network, regulating the communication between the various different parts of the brain and the brain and the rest of the body. So if it becomes compromised, then any part or parts of the body can function abnormally, break down, become unhealthy, etc. That's my contact point right there. While Dr. McIntyre tries to fix Caitlin's alignment, there are other doctors who believe they may be able to do even more. We drive up to Asheville on a rainy Thursday to see Dr. Michael Trafer. So what were your first impressions when you met Caitlin? 
Um, it was definitely a case that was right up our alley, so to speak, in our wheelhouse. Uh, Post-concussion, traumatic brain injury is something we see every day, and, and this one posed some significant challenges. And I believe with the tools at our disposal, we could provide some insight that unfortunately a lot of the structural tests that are done uh, conventionally, MRI, CAT scan, things like that, just simply won't show. Uh, our tests are functional in nature, and we were um, assuming, and we did in fact find some things that may be a valuable treatment uh, uh, avenues. Michael Trayford is the only doctor trained in neurology who both has examined Caitlin and was willing to talk to us about what he found. And as he points the tip of his pen at some scans of Caitlin's brain activity, her problem jumps out at you. So that right front brain just simply isn't communicating with the rest of the brain as effectively as it should from an electrical output standpoint. This really starts to paint a pretty darn clear picture as to what needs attention and what doesn't. Are we on the edge of a breakthrough? Find out in the next episode of Caitlin Can't Remember. Caitlin Can't Remember is written and reported by me, your host, Bob Buckley. Chris Weaver is our producer and editor. Our executive producer is Kevin Daniels. You've been listening to the Tribune Audio Network.